Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise podcast. Uh, we have with us today our old friend, John Greenberg, senior writer from The Athletic. John, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm just... Uh... You know, eating some uh, brie and drinking some red wine and getting ready. Put I got a beret on. I honestly would have forgotten the Bulls were in Paris. Uh, I had. I I didn't remember that they were going. Was it? Did anybody make a big deal out of that before? Or all of a sudden it's like, yeah, hey, we're going to Paris. Come on with. It wasn't supposed to be last year or something, or maybe no, the year before. I think it's been delayed, right? I feel like it was. Um, yeah, it was kind of one of the, I mean, like, I knew it, and it was kind of one of those, you know, we thought about it. But it was kind of one of those things that just, like, the Bulls are so uninteresting. And, like, they're playing a team that's just actively tanking. <laughs> and I, I think it would have been a lot better if they started the season there. I think that would have had yeah. a little more juice. Just like a random Thursday in January for an, yeah, for an afternoon game here. It's just weird yeah it doesn't seem like uh but it, it seems like the bulls like took every like all their people like you know wives girlfriends so yeah it's a nice little little winter vacation well at least the chuggo guys got to go so they're yeah every picture they're toasting each of themselves yeah. or hugging uh joaquin <laughs> noah while wearing a t-shirt that says i don't know anybody ever went to vacation in cleveland is funny <laughs> so uh speaking of, of well-run things the cup convention was this past weekend and you actually right. went on friday oh yeah you've never to, i never missed that you've been to you've been to many conventions how uh how would you say turnout compared to previous conventions well i mean it was probably a lot lower but it still was a lot of people you know it's still like a lot of goofy Cubs fans yes. in one space. So, like, people might say, oh, yeah, it wasn't as, as busy as before, but it's still, like, there are people, I mean, there's people, you know, rolling coolers into the, you know, to the hotel, like, everyone's in their jerseys. It's it's a lot of people, even if it's not as much as it used to be. And from what I've heard, they, they kind of cut down. They've cut down on, you know, I, I know this for a fact, that, like, a lot of the vendors that used to go don't go anymore because it's too expensive. Yeah. So there's less stuff to buy and less, you know, but it seemed like they still had a lot of stupid panels. and Like me, know, I, used to, big... I used to do the podcast from uh, from the bar. Right, I just yeah. Didn't, I just didn't record it, but it was basically the podcast from the bar. Remember, 
remember when I would introduce you to people from the Cubs that one year? And yep, they're, like, been, oh. they're like, hey, it's Andy Dolan. And be like, you know, Decipio. And then their faces would just yep. go off. Like, oh, that son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one year, though, I got to hang out with uh, uh, Bruce Miles and Jim Hendry for like, I don't know, 40 minutes. Jim was in like no hurry to go anywhere. He was just standing wow. in the bar, just yucking it up. That was fun. Um, I don't think I don't think Jed's as eager to yuck it up with uh, with fans at the bar maybe as, as Jim was. No, no, but he's he is there to tell hilarious stories for the 80th time about getting his house TP'd because he he bailed on a night out with Theo and some other guys too early. Yeah, we heard right. that again during the exciting Ryan Dempster show. So that was two hours. Oh, I just, I guess, actually, that's where that show started. That's where Off the Mound, the one that became oh, the Marquee show, it was, he'd done this before Marquee. He had done a half-assed talk show. You know, here's the thing with Dempster. I think he's a lot better of a guest than a host. Yeah. Because he does have, when he's not doing impressions, he has funny stories about baseball. Like, he's played with legitimate, and he's not the character, he's played with characters. I mean, he can tell Ted Lilly stories. Yeah. He could tell, like, he played in a weird a time when guys really had a lot of personality. So he's a funny storyteller. He is not a, a talk show host. And, and really, I, I mean, I don't listen to the Compound podcast, but I just can't imagine Ian Happ is the best host either. Well, he did he did the podcast live from Marquee, as you may have seen, or live on Marquee yep. from the thing. And it was dreadfully dull. Just <laughs> yeah. like, holy <laughs> shit. How is there's a lot of bad stuff on Marquee, and this is this ranks pretty high on the list of bad how about Ian though like in his last year he has no leverage no power right nothing um but he like he had a he had his coffee booth at like the most like right outside the main the main ballroom like a big table an area with coffee and merch and a, and a weird like pop-up picture of him and then he's got like his own podcast you know show on there yeah. like he's been like a I get. I mean, I'm sure he paid for it all, but he, it's it's a pretty good treatment for for Ian Happ there. Well, he got, and then randomly overnight, he got 10.8 million dollars from the Cubs, so that helped pay. Yeah, for I wonder if they they it came though redlined with. Okay, here we're taking out. This was your booth. This right, was right, hour right. on marquee. It's like wait a minute. How much? Wait a minute. How much did all this shit go? It was like it was like if you've ever been to a convention, you see like convention pricing, like garbage can seventy five dollars. <laughs> Yeah. Wait till he gets an itemized bill. He's like, oh, son of a bitch. $200 power strip. Um, I think they just didn't want to deal with him in arbitration again. They're like, just give him what he wants. Pretty much. You know, we have to deal with this again. Yeah, I mean, I would hope he doesn't have much leverage. Um, it would be, it, what a Cub thing to do. To not be able to re-sign... Chris Bryant or Javi Baez or Anthony Rizzo. Let Wilson Contreras go. But the one guy you keep is Ian Happ. <laughs> Look at our barely above league average left fielder. Huh? We locked him up for five more years. Why? Why did you do that? One of my favorite things is like when some of like the vanish type bloggers or like marquee type people are like, man, I'm really hoping for this this Ian Happ, Nico Horner extension this offseason. Like, really? <laughs> like, you can't, like, I could, like, maybe I'm just, like, old and jaded, but, like, I don't care about, like, like, as, as someone wrote, like, I mean, that would really make me happy. Like, really? Yeah. That would make you happy? Why? 
It's like, gee, do you think they'd be open to it? Do I, do I think either one of them would be open to guaranteed money for a long period of time? Yes. Yeah. Of course yeah. they would. Should yeah. you do that? No, you shouldn't do it. Yeah, I can't imagine those either of those guys. Like, Nico Horner's not going to be like, no, I'm going to pull a Chris Bryant and just ride this out. Yeah. Just take the money. Yes. He's... Um, well, I shouldn't say the only guy they because obviously remember that we remember when they locked up David Bodie, and that that worked out great for everybody. His agent still wonders why they why the Cubs did that. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's he's off the forty man. He was a victim of the roster crunch, and yet, <laughs> yeah, and yet right. they didn't lose him. Just like they didn't lose anybody. The only guy they lost is PJ Higgins, who basically said, "I don't want to stay." I, I cleared waivers. I don't want to go back to Iowa. No. I want to check out uh, Reno or Norfolk, some other better AAA city. I'm done with Des Moines. He's had enough of that. Uh, what's that steak dish they got there? Steak to Burgo. <laughs> I don't know good Des Moines cuisine. I didn't get a loose meat sandwich pretty much anywhere. It's in the, it's in the commercial where they said. Uh, oh, that. I can't get past the uh, city is buzzing where the S's are silent. So that was a weird thing. I thought the convention to me was as a guy who'd been to a lot of them back in the day. Uh, it looked to me on TV like they did everything in the same room, like the one big. They just yeah. had the one big ballroom, and yeah. And the, so the weird thing about that was it. It really seemed like shouldn't they have had a panel that was like? I know he's going to tell the exact same stories, but people eat them up. You have a new Hall of Famer, shouldn't? 45 shouldn't one of the marquee guys have interviewed Pat for like 45 minutes and let fans ask questions of the new Hall of Fame. It's almost like, well no, we'd have to we'd have to pay for enough for a breakout room. And we really don't right. want to do that. They could let Pat sell his CDs. Well, he probably had he didn't have a he's had a booth before. So he's just had yeah, I don't know if he did or not. I only I walked down to the interview kind of like in the like the basement of it. They have like the big space with all the interviews. Actually, they have like a Cubs authentic shop. Um couple like uh, obvious shirts had a big area i think like maybe one or two other people did but i think that's where they usually have like the flea market of like uh of like then but then there was also like then there was like a cubs like autograph memorabilia room that was kind of that was upstairs in the main floor and by the time i tried to go it was closed Uh, they closed that at like seven well i I know why you didn't go back on saturday because there's no more dance party I, I, you know, if I lived in the city still, I would have probably gone in the morning. But I had we had something in the in the suburbs. Uh, we had a bar mitzvah. So did that again? Wow. Did that instead? Uh, I watched a little bit, but the unprecedented coverage on right. RP wall to wall. To they covered you know from nine in the morning. That it's actually it's like okay, that's like one of the few things they've done with Marquee. That's the kind of stuff they're actually supposed to do with Marquee. Yeah, exactly. Just put it all on TV. I think it's great. I mean, I was joking about it, but which, but like, yeah, that's what, you have the convention. Why not do it? And what else and are you going to show? Which which um, Atlanta or er, uh, Sun Belt third like the, the fourth best Sun Belt basketball game? Which one did you have to preempt? Is there a team, right. no, no team tennis this morning? I wonder if they got complaints. <laughs> what is this stuff? Some Virginia Tech basketball fan in Chicago is like, come on, this is why I paid for this. Uh, no, you know, I always find it funny, though, because everyone always feels like, oh, man, the fans are really going to give it to Ricketts this time. Like, there's always, like, one or two people that ask, like, very polite 
questions. And then one guy, did you see one guy who's like, what were your favorite, what were your first memories? Yes. That was, don't you think that was a plant? That felt to me like, like the Cubs are like, like, okay, we got somebody go throw him a softball. And then he didn't even, he didn't tell, he didn't break out. That I met my wife in the, in the police. He probably forgot that he's supposed to, that was supposed to be the story. So like, was that, oh crap, I was supposed to say that. I, my favorite part of it is that like Laura takes over because no one ever asks her anything and asks her to talk. But yep. like, I have heard that, you know, there was always some dissension between the lesser siblings about like how they don't get as much attention as Tom. So she, Laura really goes for the gusto. Yes, she does. She killed, <laughs> she knocked off a good 20 minutes with cup charity talk at the beginning. And, and Tom couldn't even act interested. He was just kind of sitting there like, Oh, so you know, Tom, remember this was the strategy. We thought you were going to get booed again. So we have Laura start and then you start to answer questions. Oh, that's right. He did his little, his, his Ted talk on Friday night was much shorter than normal. And he, and they, I was, I was surprised they were smart enough to play music when he came out. They played go Cubs go. And Hey, you could literally hear them turn it up because he was getting booed. And I was on the floor then. I did stay for that. And like, yeah, I mean, there's some, you know, the usual like blind cheers, but there were definitely booze. And then remember those guys started like yelling and he He started shushing them. (laughs) Come on, cool. Be cool, guys. It was, it was, that part was kind of funny. And you and I both wrote about it, like the Sosa thing. I, what doesn't he get? No, I don't, they've made this, they've made it weird. It didn't have to be weird. They could still sit up on their little moral high horse and not have to deal with this crap by just doing the bare minimum with Sammy. He throws out a first pitch, he sings the stretch, and you don't bring him back for four or five more years. People forget. It's like, when was the last time Sam's here? And you bring him back again, and he does it, and then he leaves, and you don't deal with it. I don't I don't understand. I mean, like, obviously, from, there was that story that came out. Remember the Sports Illustrated story, and then I think David Hahn Capo talked about their experiences yeah. where they were sent out there to, like, which it was such a weird – can you imagine being Sammy Sosa? You've hit 600-some home runs. Yeah. All this money you made for the Cubs, and they're like, we'll let you back if you yes. do an interview with these two guys. Like, that doesn't – No. Yeah, it's a bare minimum he could do, but, like, I, if I were him, I'd be like, why do I have to talk to these two guys? Like, and, like, what, like what's the – it's just such a weird thing. Like, the Giants never did that with Bonds. They, he never, like, no. went away. And the Cardinals never did anything with McGuire. I mean, it's still Big Mac land. And, and yeah, and I know he apologized for his role, whatever, but even if he didn't, they wouldn't – no one cared. No. They don't – it's very strange. It's just such a like again. I know I'm sure Sammy was super annoying, yes. and like Tom wants nothing to do with them, which I get. But like, you gotta understand that like we don't care. Like fans don't care how you feel about Sammy Sosa. They care how they feel, and like people just want to cheer for something. And then he's it's just so, and so he'll weird. still never come. He came as close as he's ever come to Same saying steroids. why they won't bring him back. He just he intimated it was about steroids, which fans really don't give a shit about. No. But, but before that, it was, you didn't even own the team when he was here. So what did he ever do to you? Nothing. It, it's so I, I feel like Ryan Sandberg got, must have gotten his ear once about, like, or Kerry Wood, how they didn't like. But Wood, you know, we've talked to Wood about it. Wood's, like, at least to us, has been pretty, like, yeah, I mean, like he, he's not, like, negative on him, even if he probably hated him. I mean, They'll bring anybody back to the convention. I mean, you see some of the high-caliber former Cubs that appear at that thing. You know there's other guys that people have problems with, and they just kind of roll out, he's here this year. It's, you know, I, I can't imagine that that would, 
that the, anybody would really give a shit if Sam and all, they would, and all they would do is make more money out of it. Yeah. They well, that's the so thing. Well. I mean, there's, a, there's literally a generation of Cub fans who are Cub fans because of him, who still yeah. buy tickets, who still buy shit. It's like, you guys, actually, you owe it to that generation of Cub fans to at least play nice with Sammy. You don't have to, we don't need a statue. They don't need to retire his number. I can't retire his number. I mean, they've given it, 48 guys have worn that since Sammy. Um, You don't have to retire his number. You don't have to do any of that stuff. But just don't do this. This is just weird. And then next year, I guess he's... I mean, to say he wasn't eligible for their fake Hall of Fame is, like, ludicrous. But it was explained to me they were doing it. They were trying to, like, get more people in that were, like... Because they've had so many different iterations, and there's all this hand-wringing about how to do it. And, but if they if they put in Dunson and Grace, then that would automatically, if they're, you know, doing yeah, I mean, it by once, Eric. I love Sean Dunson. He was my favorite player as a kid. When you put him in, it's... You know, he's the Harold Baines of the real Hall of Fame. It opens the gates so wide, you can hardly keep anybody out now. <laughs> if the bar is, you have to be better than Sean Dunstan. I mean, there's a lot of guys who get to go in the utility tunnel of fame now. Yeah, so, like, it would have to be next year unless... It'd be really funny if that uh, if their voting group doesn't vote so soon. They got to. They, they vote to. in, like... Uh, Orlando Merced instead because he hit the big three run homer in '98. Fred McGriff. He was there for a week. He's in the. Look at this. We got a cool highlight to play of him. Uh, the other question that the Tom. I don't know if he didn't understand it or if he dodged it. Was the lady came up to complain about the sports book, mm-hmm. but she was complaining about what it looks like. She basically said, yeah. "You spent all this time and money to make to to renovate Wrigley and make it, you know, look like it used to, and you've got the ludicrous federal landmark designation because tax breaks. And then you just put this glass box and lean it up against the side of the building, and all you want to talk about was the revenue. And it's like that's she was basically asking, why does it look like that? Why does it look like the I like to call it the crystal cat box? It's like, yeah, it's, I don't. You know, it's funny is I didn't even." understand it at first i thought she was talking about the big building they built uh where the triangle building was supposed yeah. to be and then i realized that she was talking about because i was like half listening on my tv yeah i don't know i think you just didn't understand it i think you yeah. just wasn't paying attention and but the revenue isn't gonna like no. it's not gonna be that big of a deal no. well it's, here's the thing I, I, I can say that but it's i think building the sports book was part of their deal with uh draft yeah that was like yeah when they did the DraftKings deal, it was like, we're going to build a sports book. This wasn't like, oh, let's do this because we have a deal. So that's part of the deal, whatever it is, like $10 million a year or whatever that must be. But then the rest of the revenue, they don't share in gambling. Like when people lose, you know, ludicrous same-game parlays there, the Cubs don't, you know, using the Decipio code, uh, the Cubs don't get code a cut of that. They get, they get right, pointless. They get pointless. a percentage of food and beverage, and I I don't know if there's some kind of rent DraftKings has to pay for it or whatever it is, but that's all they get. Yeah, it, it feels to me like, like kind of, it feels to me like they're building a building for a signage sponsorship. Yeah, and exactly. We we have to build 100%. this thing, and then we can slap DraftKings name all over it, and we can charge them for the for putting their logo on everything. Yeah, this is all just a marketing play for DraftKings to get people when they're gambling on their phones to say. I did. I did oh, like call. 
Colin Faulkner talked about how the, the, the biggest advantage to Cub fans is that there's a terrace on top. So now if you're down the first baseline, you can go out there. And like the one thing the Cubs have been great at, and they're limited because of their park, is building fan spaces where you can't see the game. They're really good at that. Right. Are you, nice. are you yeah. tired of are you tired of watching our bullpen? Just go out. You take a break on the terrace. Go on the terrace. Watch traffic for a while. It's much more entertaining. <laughs> it's because you're not. From what I they told me at the I went to the the, the beam signing or whatever the hell it was called back yeah. last summer. You can't go in and out of the sports book to Wrigley. I guess there's some kind of rule about it. Oh. So like, but yeah, I guess you can go on the on the roof. Yeah. But you can't go like you can't go in and out. But you don't need to go in and out. No, it'll just teach. It'll teach the, the nine people who don't know it that you can just bet on your phone, and you don't need to go, ever go in that sports book and pay eighteen dollars for a for a, a Chugo a Goose Island beer. Right. <laughs> it's you know, I, I, like I guess it's good for the neighborhood, kind of. If you're, I don't know why. I mean, if there's a lot of TVs there, and you don't want to go to the seventy-five other yeah, sports like, bars. Just what that area needs is another sports bar. <laughs> We were, I mean, they were desperately lacking. Yeah. Here's another one. It'll be the most expensive one. <laughs> Charm your friends. Yeah. And, and, like, if you go in that area, like, when there's not Cubs game going on, it's not exactly, like, a, hot behind, a hive of activity. Like, there's not a, there's not a long lot, lot of long lines to get into Rizzo's Bar and Grill <laughs> or, like, other bullshit bars around there. Yeah, yeah, there's so much space. Some of these places like open so late because no one's ever in there. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't. I think uh, the Fox Trot Market they open there is a uh, much bigger uh, pool. How about the fact the Cubs had a bar? They have a sports bar that Budweiser won. Yeah. And now they're, they're like added competition for it. That's great. Yeah, yeah Crane was explaining what used to be where the DraftKings thing is. It used to be the Captain Morgan Club. <laughs> so I remember yeah. how much everybody loved that. Nobody ever went in there. So they'd build a new one that nobody would go in instead. This one has more glass. It's much more appealing. <laughs> you could see in better. Ooh, why, there's nobody in there. Is it open? <laughs> Speaking of DraftKings, the NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL Divisional Round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code POINTLESS. New customers can bet $5 in the NFL division round and get 200 in free bets instantly. That's code POINTLESS, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY... 467-369. Void in Ohio and Ontario. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Ten or more leg required for 100% boost. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.com, draftkings.com slash football terms. Uh, so I also want to talk about the Bears. Um, they introduced Kevin Warren as their new president, oh, yeah. and you were there. Oh, I was there. Um, yeah. And um, he's by far, I think, the biggest qualification that he has, right, is that he's actually built a stadium and built with his bare hands. Right? He did it. Well, he's already been out. He, even before he, he was, even knew the job was open, he was wandering around the property in Arlington Park. 
Does he have like a? Does he have like uh, survey equipment? He's got a big. He's got his wife out there with this huge tape measure. Hold this. I'm gonna walk down here. Like, what? What do you mean you walked around the site? <laughs> you know, he's, I think his biggest qualification is probably that he's not Ted Phillips. Yeah. Um, and that people can, you know, I think there's a there's a PR advantage there that you know he's got to get people. I don't. He doesn't have to get anyone anything, but like. It won't. It wouldn't hurt for people not to like tear their hair out every time the president of the Bears talks. Yes, I mean, the, you know, there has to be the, some kind of value to that. But he also seems like he's, you know, he's going to be a different kind of presence in Hallis. Maybe he'll have some fresher ideas. But yeah, the big thing is getting the being the point man to get the stadium. Yeah, I mean, a big thing is he's not he's not Ted, but he's also he's actually qualified. Like he's worked yeah. for three other NFL teams. Um, no, hundred percent. Like, you know, there's like, he's all the made college Justin people Fields really mad once, right? All the college people are shitting on him, you know, anonymously because no one he wasn't the guy they wanted. Big, yeah. He's not a Big Ten guy, um, so you know they're all. But like, I don't really take. You have to listen to it a little bit, but like, I, I kind of find all, you know, I find a lot of these big time college ads and whatever to be, you know, just bullshit artists and yeah. people just out for their out for themselves. So. I don't take it for much, but so I don't think like I, I was kind of laughing at how excited people were about it when he got hired. Like, like I'm not like not to a Danny Parkins extent angry about that, but like he, you know, it is a little much. Like he's just the president of football, whatever. But he is going to have some kind of involvement with football because now Ryan Poles reports to him briefly. Ryan Poles was yeah. was reporting to to George and the you know the old Theo kind of structure. But, like, now he's going to have, like, don't, you know, he might say, like, oh, I'm just going to do this or that. But he's going to have a big say yeah. in, like, the future. And I know there are some people who are freaked out about that. And it's like, would you rather have him talking big moves over with George or with right. Kevin? What you what the Bears severely lack under their, under their structure is someone, you don't need somebody to overrule the GM. But you need somebody who's like, all right, explain to me why. Why do we need to trade four draft picks to move up one spot to take Mitch Trubisky? Just explain right. it. If you can explain it to me, let's do it. But if you can't explain it, we probably don't need to do it. And I wonder if Ryan Pace could have literally explained that or kind of went, you know what, we probably could stay at three. And then they could have drafted Buda Baker or Alvin Kamara in the second round instead of nobody. It would have been nice yeah. if the president said, why Mitch? He seems like the worst of them, but they don't need to get into that. You're... Yeah, the point I was going to make about Parkins was he, he has this long Twitter rant about the hire and how it's not, it doesn't matter that the new president has stadium experience because you can't screw these up anymore. The NFL makes them impossible to screw up. And it's like, have you met the McCaskies? Right. Yeah, of course they can screw it up. And what was the last, like, if, if you, I mean, the Soldier Field was obviously a renovation, not a new stadium, but it got screwed up. It's totally screwed up. I mean, this like, it's crazy to think you know, with the bears that it's 2023 and we're still talking about them getting their own stadium. They are the first fucking franchise, the first, and they still don't have their, and they're in a big market. Like, you know, it's not like they're the first franchise and they're still the rock Island, uh, whatever, you know, (laughs) right. Like, I mean, they were like, they're the first franchise and they never could, George house could never figure out, Hey, let's get a stadium built. Well, he can, of our own. I mean, the, the biggest problem with the with the Bears for the longest time was that 
they didn't have any money. Which is crazy, too. You know, and people always, they got, you know, Dead Kid with the famous, you know, they throw nickels around like manhole covers. He's trying to negotiate a contract with him as a player. It went back that far. But it really was true. They were they made all their money off the Bears. They weren't some other rich guy who bought a football team. And I know there's other families, obviously, like the Maras and the Roonies, whatever. But the Bears always yeah. seem to be the most cash-strapped. And yeah, then, like, and they then never in, leverage the Bears into anything else. That's just that's the weird part to me. But then in 1994, Fox paid huge money to steal an NFL package, and ever since then, it's these NFL teams are cash cows to the points where the Bears actually have money now. Like when they when the stadium got rebuilt, the Soldier Field, they literally they couldn't have gone out and built their own stadium. I guess they could. They could have borrowed a shitload of money. They weren't going to do it. They're like, okay, we're going to do this. But now people are like, what's changed? What's changed is they have they sit on a crap load of money now. They actually can look at it without worrying they're going to run out of cash. They can they can take on a huge project like this. But it took 103 years before they got in the position where they could do it. Just, it. Right. I mean, like the Roonies are a good, are, are a good comp because they never really had a ton of money either. And if you think about the, you know, the Steelers teams of my youth, when they finally got good again on some again under Coward, they lost. They never signed free agents. They lost every free agent they had. Yeah. Kevin Green, Rod Woodson, all these guys, they all left because they didn't have the money because they had a bad deal with the with the county and the city of Pittsburgh on Three Rivers, which is yeah. like a terrible deal. Yeah. The Bears, from what I heard, is their you know, I think Crane told me once even that their soldier field piece was actually like a pretty good like as far as that situation would go, it was a pretty good deal. Yeah. Like it wasn't as bad as people thought. The problem is they just they screwed up the stadium. They put a, you know, they put a spaceship on it. They yeah. kept all the stuff to keep, you know, the landmark. Then they lost the landmark. Yep. I mean, it's just like all the things you didn't do because of the landmark. Then you lose the landmark. Is kind of classic. But yeah, I think Kevin Warren, like, I don't expect him to be some kind of miracle worker, but I, you know, he should be competent. And he seems like he's he has a real energy. Like we had a little private, like we had the big press conference, and everyone got to take a turn in groups of like five to sit with him for like 20 minutes. And I think our group, it was me, uh, Fishbane Johns, Matt Fortuna's our college guy and reader. We all got like maybe two questions in one and a half each because he talks so much. He was just going on and on. It's a chatterbox. Yeah. It was the, the, I thought the best contrast was he finishes and then George comes back to answer questions. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're back to what it used to be. And um, was it John's, I think? One of the Adams asked him, teed him up to talk about what he likes about U.S. Bank Stadium. And all he said was, uh, it came in on time and under budget. Yeah. Okay, that's not really what they were going for there. but uh, And, and then uh, Mark Carmen asked him about, like, you know, people that are want the stadium to stay in Bears to play in Chicago. And then George didn't understand yeah. it and said, like, we'll be in Chicago for another hundred years. Yeah. And like, well, Carmen's just like, actually, kind of flabbergasted. Yeah. It's like, no, the George and Ted show is a disaster. Like, does it really matter? I it, Probably not, because it's not like no one's bought not bought tickets because those two are boobs when they're answering questions, right? No one's not buying jerseys. Like, But would it help if the Bears weren't, like, a laughing stock? You know, yeah, probably. I mean, the the biggest thing they've improved is when they have these kind of end of season press conferences. Now we saw it with the one um, that 
Poles and Eberflus did. Although where poor uh, Eberflus was in the uh, the old Jed role to Theo, and that was, it made sense. He had had he talked to the, everybody every week forever. Plus right. he had just he'd had his post game press conference the day before. Everybody asked him the question, so he just kind of sat there with nothing to right. say. Um, but you had the two of them in there, and you just you got answers to questions instead of the weird. You just in, you would have had to have had one of the other Stooges in there under the old regime. You had George or Ted just. And everybody going, what are they talking about? And it'll be the same now with Warren. You'll have, feels like adults, qualified adults are in the jobs. Whether it works or not, that's, we don't know that. But you feel a little more confident that uh, they're being run like a real franchise. When we had that breakout, I asked him what he'd learned from the fiasco in August of 2020 with the fan, Justin Fields leading the petition and the parents protesting outside the Hofbrau house. and we were laughing about it a little bit, but he did say, he's like, yeah, I don't know why. He's like, if I do it over again, I would just open, said, all right, come here. Let's open the doors. Let's have something to eat. And we'll, he's like, I'll give you my reasoning, which, you know, was a little overcautious, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but he did say, he's like, listen, at that time, like, he's like, there's stuff like, I asked the doctor, like, what if someone has COVID and they get a concussion? And he's like, they're like, I don't know. Yeah, and he's like, well, I mean, like, yeah, like, it was it a little overcautious? Did the, I, I absolutely thought the parents had a point. Um, and he basically just said, yeah, the communication broke down. And a lot of that was school's fault as well. well it's, and so, yeah, I think that, like, if he can communicate, like, if he learned his lesson maybe a little from that. And the Bears, one of the Bears' biggest issues is their communication sometimes. It's terrible. Yeah. So, you know, if he can improve that, I think that will be it. That will Yeah, I mean, at that time, the, the Mac and the Big Ten tried to, like, take the lead and basically said it's not safe to play. And then the SEC is like, no one care. What do we care? We're playing. And once they started playing, it was inevitable that everybody was going to have to put some sort of season together. Uh, I guess the last thing I want to ask about is uh, the Bears. I don't know if you've heard this. The Bears have the number one pick in the draft. They do? They do. And um, so now there's the – it's funny. There's You can always tell. You watch one of these debate shows, and it's like, okay, which one of the, which one of the panelists got the – you're going to argue that they should trade Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> so right. they have to come up with a reason for it. Um, I mean, I think if it was a year from now when this happened and Caleb Williams was available to pick number one, you'd have a yeah. serious conversation about it. Oh, yeah. But I can't imagine with 140-pound Bryce Young and and the inferior version of Justin Fields at Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levis. It's like the, the Bears <laughs> – yes, will they have a conversation? Of course they will. They'll sit in a room for about 15 minutes and be like – you know, or would would this make sense to any of these guys? And they'll be like, no, and then they'll move on. But there are, of course, fans freaked out that you know, oh, they he's not their guy. They didn't draft him. They don't want him. They want to restart the. Th- it's like they don't want to restart this. They want to start actually winning games. Right. So yeah, I mean, like right. Joe Burrow was first. This this is the year Joe Burrow's first. Yeah, you you, yes. you say bye to Justin. You take Joe Burrow. Yep. You, like you said, you take Caleb Williams, but. It, it just makes the most sense to keep with Fields, who's actually it did develop. I mean, it's yeah. not like yeah. Mitch, where we're just kind of you know pretending he was developing. Yeah, he took a significant, he took a significant leap. He still has a he yeah. still has a long way to go, but I always see that as a good thing. Like he's really good, but you look yeah. at him like he if he gets a few of these other you know, he's not he's an inconsistent passer, blah 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 blah. But part of that, and they acknowledge it, is he's also running for his life, and he's got a CFL roster of receivers. 
we improve those things and he improves, he's going to make another, he's got room to make another big leap next year. Right. He's got to do it. I mean, he has to do it, but they got to help him out a little. And so, yeah, like with that pick, um, it was kind of funny because I polls this member polls is trying to pretend he didn't, uh, yeah. he wasn't paying oh, attention. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Then, I was down talking to our guys. Yeah. And then all I of said, whom I'm cutting everyone, like everyone, people liked it. I, you know, I asked a question again. I'm like, you know, you told us you didn't see it. I'm like, now, most of us in this room don't believe that. And he just kind of, he didn't like get mad, but he didn't like, I, I expect him maybe to chuckle at that a little bit. And he didn't really chuckle. Because, um, yeah, it's, I asked other people in that, in that position. They're like, there's no chance he wasn't like, that's his job to be cool. Like, so we, were, we were making fun of other reporters that were like asking players and coaches about it. Like, they're not paying attention. They can't. They don't give a fuck. No player cares. No. Really. No. Unless like you're real, like Fields cares, but like. You know, the average running back, David Montgomery doesn't give a shit who they're drafting first. No. Right? He won't be here probably. So, but like, that is literally Ryan Poles' job to be paying it. You shouldn't yeah. be paying attention to the game on the field. Like, just be paying attention to, to, to that. So, you know, I, I think it's a good spot. Obviously, you know, this is going to be an interminable, you know, few yeah. months of debating on who, what they should do. But, you know, going from two to one is huge. It's, it's absolutely huge. huge. What is it, the 33rd team? They, they did a they did their mock draft and they because the Bears are one they have the Bears trading back twice. They, is, yeah, they trade right. two with the Texans and then they trade from two to four with the Colts. They still end up with the fourth pick in the draft, but they get extra crap from both teams. But why would the Colts go from four to two in that situation? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I guess if it's just the fear, if say they want one of the two quarterbacks, you know, they want <laughs> they Bryce want Young or they want. Yeah, you think yeah. they, you you think the the real value is getting to one, right? You know, exactly. You gotta, I, don't, I don't see. I think I it's going to be CJ like Stroud. I would guess is going to be the first pick, and you right. need to get there. If you get if you if you end up behind the Texans, you're at the mercy of whoever they pick. You're getting one of the other guys, right? I, and I kind of do think the Bears should, like, it won't be as big of a package if say like the Colts go from four to one or you know, Texans go two to one. But you do, I, I kind of do think you want to stay if you really like Anderson or yeah. uh, or Carter, yeah, Carter, Jalen Carter. Um, you know, if you really do like those guys, then I think you want to, you know, you don't want to get in a position. You don't want to get in a position where you're trading down and acquiring all these subpar picks, thinking that the quantity is going to make up for it. Because when you look yeah. at how some of those picks have turned out for other teams that have done that, you end up just getting a lot of mediocre players, and maybe you know you get lucky on uh, on one guy here and there. But you also don't want to pick – you don't want to sit at one and pick a guy you could have picked at four. Well, of course, like, yeah. You need to get – if, if it's one of those if, – if, if it's one of those two defensive guys, you got to make the trade and get more stuff. Yeah. Um, if you pick at one and you and – you, I, I feel like if they use the number one pick, they failed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless like – If, if this happen. was a team that had more – had a reasonable amount of talent on it, and you could cherry pick one really good player, then yeah. But this is a team that needs everything, and this is your chance right. to to get more picks. Right, but I, I guess the, yeah, the, the difference is like, are you going to trade with the team in, in two or four, or are you going to trade with the team farther down, you know, to acquire more picks? Yeah, if you have to, to make like the the trade the Titans made, or the right. sort of the Rams to get Jared Goff, they went down to fifteen. The Bears can't do that. No, yeah, that's that's the key. That's I think the real debate here. Yeah. Even though one of the players the Titans got out of all those picks was Derrick Henry, 
that worked out right, right. Like, yeah that, that's it the rest were like i think jack mcconklin was like it or jack conklin was okay yeah and then a bunch of guys you don't know who they are right i went it's down to that you... one and i did the i went through the rg3 one yeah it's so when you well, look at like the the i i did a thing with i found the three teams that had or the it ended up being four because three teams had 14 picks and one had 15 in a draft ever and who they got and you look through and you're like oh god <laughs> yeah it's like everyone's like, oh, you want more swings, you know? But yeah, but like, the draft's such a scattershot like operation. Like, more swings just means more 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 whiffs. That's really all it means, right? And more you whiffs. Could, and you could defend the Ryan Pace. I see a guy and I got to get him. I'm going to move up. He just didn't. They never picked the right guy. You know, you trade extra. You give up a pick to get Leonard Floyd. You give up a pick to get David Montgomery, who you almost positively could have. He could have fallen. He, he was sliding down the draft board slowly because he does everything slow. He he no, gave up extra right. picks for guys that you're like, Ugh, that, why? the theory's fine. The theory's yeah. great, but like, you don't have to do it. No, and you have to identify like, real impact players to do it. It can't just be and, and a if, guy. And if he really got fooled by some by like someone being like, "Hey, we're getting calls," you know, the night, we're getting calls on this pick. Like he's an idiot. Like yeah. you should have more connections to know that's because every person I talked to, and I remember Peter King had something the next day, because I think he was in the Cleveland war room, maybe. And there was like, he's like, there's no talk. Basically, he basically like nicely without offending pace. said like, my friend in Cleveland said there was no talk. And another G- uh, official I talked to said there was no talk. It was like, well, you got had, tricked. Yeah. They had the, they had the third pick in the draft in a draft with three first round quarterbacks in it. And they still felt the need to move up to pick the worst of the three. At least the, the maybe you know the nicest or the second nicest uh, person of the three. Yeah, so. yeah, and you don't. Well, it's funny you don't hear people complaining. <laughs> you don't hear people complaining about them not drafting Deshaun Watson anymore. That just that no. That would be uh, someone will, but it'll be like someone will like lose their job for doing it. Right? <laughs> someone would have like yeah, it would have been like it would have been like one of the Stephen A. Smith things. Like I'm not saying, but. Yeah. And then, you know, a retraction. I was just talking about on the field. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate you uh, hopping oh. on on short notice. Yeah. No, no problem whatsoever. Many of us have herpes. 